Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. and gentlemen i am your host blake Rafino. this is are you serious sports we hope that you guys are making it a good one we know that we are as well huge show in store for you tonight um let me say this let me say this as i put jacob cole's uh comment up on the uh, screen here and he says in woodward we trust hashtag rudy crew the chat coming from the Rudy Crew chat. Um, I don't know <clears throat> if I've ever done an episode of AYS that has maybe more critical than the one tonight for LSU football. I don't, you know, for the first 15 minutes of this show, I fully believe, bye-ow, bye-ow, stupid mosquito, man. I can't, for the life of me, I can't get that thing out of my office. I do not know if I, like, I am going to be more serious than I've ever been within the first 15 minutes of the show than I think that I've ever been. I'm not going to yell. I'm not going to scream. What I am going to do is tell you some things that I'm hearing, some things that is putting Scott Woodward and LSU Athletics on the proverbial clock because the time is ticking. So for everybody that's joining, for everybody listening, I hope every every LSU fans listens to this episode because it's gonna we got a, a lot to talk about, a lot to talk about. But as we uh, as I mentioned in in the description. Uh, Scott Wilbert is on the clock. We will go into more detail, more injuries for LSU. If you have not heard or seen, Eli Ricks, the All-American cornerback, is out for the rest of the season. 
I'm going to get that mosquito. Um, a lot of people are saying, oh, it's an opt-out. I'll tell you why it's not an opt-out. Brody Miller did a piece. Um, and and I, I should say this. Me and Brody Miller smoked the peace pipe, um, and I'm going to be looking forward to getting him, getting him on the show. Um, guys, the I think the second person in the media that reached out to me after Hurricane Ida was Brody Miller, and we really, you know, smoked a peace pipe, and we'll uh, I appreciate him for what he does. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll reference his um, thing today. Uh, who is in? Who is out? We'll talk about some coaches. I'm hearing that is in. Some things are starting to leak. We'll talk about some coaches that I believe that are out um, that do not have a chance. Uh, and then we'll get to where I was right, where I was wrong. A lot of people like telling me where I was wrong. Nobody likes telling me where I'm right. So we will get into that uh, in tonight's show. Before we get started, guys, do me a favor by hitting the like and share. Share to some Facebook groups. Share to – if you're on Twitter, hit the retweet, hit the like. Don't forget to follow. If you're on Facebook, share to your social media pages, share to your normal page, share to some Facebook groups. Don't forget to like us on RU Series Sports Network. And if you're on YouTube, do us a favor by hitting that subscribe button and notification bell. You will get a notification every time we post some amazing content. As we are getting back into the studio, we'll be doing more things. Uh, as we were doing a lot of things before Hurricane Ida hit, uh, we're going to be getting back to that. So don't forget to like and subscribe there as well. And hit everybody hit the like button. Hit the heart. Hit the like button. We greatly appreciate that as well. Let's get to some comments before we get started. Colin Thibodeau says, let's do this damn thing. Andy Hughes says, come on, Woody. Let's go get Mario Cristobal. Derek Street says, ah, and we are live. Yes, we are. Pooh Bear says, yang yang in his thing. I got in my hands, the bone and knees, and then the bones and the thighs. Isn't that, isn't that what a Ying Yang's uh, song? Uh, Blaine says, Oh, has got to go this Sunday. I'm afraid we're not not far from, uh, well, I'll leave that one alone. Ryan Gidders says, From coaching to strength and conditioning. Uh, we'll get into all that. We got a lot to talk about. The first 15 minutes is the most critical thing that we could have ever talked about for LSU football. And Brandon Hollinsworth says, Why so Why so serious? He's that uh, hashtag Lanky Lender over or Lanky Lender over at GMFS Mortgage. All right, let's do this. Let's pay some bills very quickly in this thing, and then we got a lot to talk about. None better than our good friends over at GM Vonado and Sons. BetOnline.ag. Guys, with 64 years of experience, nobody's better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vonado and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motorhome chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call today at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. Or go see them over at 2500 Florida Boulevard in Denham Springs, Louisiana. And our good friends over at BetOnline.ag. Guys, I've been telling you about BetOnline for such a long time now. Get on over there today. Use your mobile device. Sign up. Use the 50% welcome bonus so whatever you use, if you place $100 down, if you put $200 down, you will get 50% back because you are listening to AYS right now. Put the podcast radio tab. Since you're in the state of Louisiana, they will know that Mr. Blake Rafino sent you on by. That's our good friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag. All right, let's get this thing rolling. I am going to put a poll um, inside of Twitter. Is this Ed Orgeron's last game as the head coach 
of LSU. So I'm going to put that in um, inside the poll on Twitter, and we're going to ask the community, see what everybody thinks about that. Uh, and it is up, so you can go and vote there. Um, but I, I think Andy was the one that asked a question. Uh, and he said, come on, Woody, let's go get Mario Cristobal. Well, let me see if somebody else, because I, I like to read a comment, and then we go based off of that. Uh, let's see. I know Ed's probably using some excuses. Um, Casey Norton, who said, Ole Miss fan says, inside sources says, says Malzahn's number one quarterback, uh, or, or candidate because Lane Kiffin, the Lane Kiffin news yesterday. Yeah, Casey, no, and Lane Kiffin is a candidate. Um, so, look, I can't find any comment that we could uh, run on into it, but let me start here because I do think that this is the most serious 15 minutes that I've ever started off with. Guys, if you're an Ed Orgeron fan, if you're the guy that pounds on the table, has been posting on Twitter, has been posting on Facebook, has been posting on uh, uh, Instagram or wherever social media, if you're the guy that sits at the water cooler and you talk with your coworkers or you're texting with your buddies, you know, I go to lunch today in Baton Rouge and I'm sitting there and the entire topic is about Ed Orgeron and what should LSU do? If that is you every single day of your life, please listen up. Please. I plead with you. Guys, it is it is time to move on from Ed Orgeron. There are things in the in details that I am not going to divulge tonight on this show about things that I'm hearing just over the last couple of weeks that has been going on with Ed Orgeron off the field. Because and, and you guys know that I don't like bringing laundry and garbage into my show for likes, clicks. And I want to talk more on the field. However, when that stuff starts materializing and trickling down into LSU football, it becomes a problem for me. It becomes a problem for the university. It comes up, becomes a problem for the fans. And I don't know how else to say this other than Orgeron's got to go. And it's not so much as that we all, and I think that we all kind of understand that Ed Orgeron's out the door. Like one foot is out of the proverbial door. And don't let it hit you on the ass on the way out type of deal. Like, I know a lot of fans think that. And a lot of people are right with that. But I think that Scott Woodward's on the clock here. Because some things that I'm hearing about Ed Orgeron off the field trickling down inside the program is atrocious. It's horrendous. It's absolutely, 100%, positively, Rudy Pooh. It's trash. It's garbage. And he is the man leading the ship, the $100 million ship that is starting to sink. He is the one leading this. But a lot of fans have talked about Ed Orgeron getting fired after the Ole Miss game. Now, I said on Monday, in which I still believe, the ultimate troll job that Scott Woodward can do would be to fire Ed Orgeron after Ole Miss or at the end of the season. However, I don't think for the sake of LSU football that we can wait that long. We can't wait that long anymore. The decision and the move has to be made now. The cord has to be cut. 
the checks have to be signed because for all the LSU boosters that I talk to, for all the insiders that I talk to on a daily basis, the things that I hear that's going on inside that program, guys, it is dysfunctional. It is unorganized. Quite honestly, it's a train wreck. And the only reason that it is not falling down is because you have players in the locker room like Max Johnson, like Andre Anthony. That is the reason why it is not the pillars on this house is the last line that's holding it up is the players that are inside that locker room. Guys that are backups like Garrett Nussmeyer. Guys on the defensive side like Mason Smith. Those are the pillars that are holding up this program. It's not Ed Orgeron. Because right now, Ed Orgeron cares about more things going on than LSU football in the middle of the SEC season. With number 20 Florida coming into Death Valley, and as Brian Annie Pitton says here, talking about 60,000 fans only being in the stadium, and quite honestly, I think that that's 10,000 more than what's going to be there this upcoming week. As he sends his $5 on Super Chat, which I greatly appreciate. Maybe we can use that $5 to give to Scott Woodward to cut the cord. The time is now, and I am not. I have not been the guy who has come out here and said, fire this person, fire that person, you know, during the entire offseason, and this is the part where I would say where Blake was right, where Blake is wrong. I think it's, you know, a lot of people like to say where I'm wrong, so let's do this one. Even though here is where I'm right. Ed Orgeron needed to be defended on the Gloria Scott case some parts of this in Title IX. Some of those things are not on him. The proverbial he said, she said that he's being sued for. Those are things that we got to see play out and evidence that has not prevailed and some evidence that has prevailed has gone in the favor of Ed Orgeron. That's where we're right. That is where I'm right. But where I was wrong is I believe that Ed Orgeron was at the place that was his dream job, the place that he would go down with this ship, he would go down fighting for, because this is everything that he's ever worked for. And boy, was I wrong. LSU fans, you can stick up for Ed Orgeron all you want, but I am telling you, and you come on this show religiously, and you watch me religiously on this show, and if you have any ounce of belief in me, the time is now to cut the cord. LSU and Scott Woodward doesn't have time to continue to let this thing linger. And look, if you linger for another week, more bad shit is going to continue to pile on this proverbial dog pile and dog shit. LSU fans, for the first time since 2000 or 2001, I am not afraid, and afraid's not the good word. I am not necessarily optimistic about what's going on in the football program right now. We can talk about less miles and all that, but, eh, you know, I, I didn't feel as bad in 2016 when Les got his walking papers. How a man got fired on his day off, I'll never know. That's a movie quote. It's a joke. 
But I don't know how LSU doesn't find a way to cut ties with Ed Orgeron this Sunday. Because this entire week, the all I've been doing on all of my spare time, you can ask my wife, you can ask my friends, is getting sourcing, getting eyewitness accounts about what things and uh, that Ed Orgeron is doing. Eyewitness accounts. That, that woman that's in there that I call my wife, she hears the phone calls sometimes before I, either I put earbuds in or whatever. She hears the phone calls from boosters. She hears the phone calls from people inside that program. And all of them say, Blake, when is the bleeding going to stop? They're worried. They're worried because the man that's leading the ship, the captain, the CEO, the guy that you hired as being the CEO is taking a dump all over the place, mumbling, bumbling, stumbling. You can get mad at me all you want. You can say anything that you want about me. This is me coming to you, not yelling out Rudy Poos, not doing Rafino's rants, not trying to have a character that some people think that I have. This is me being as real as I can be to tell you the time is now. And the longer this goes on, I think that we need to start questioning Scott Woodward. You want the pressure to go on your athletic department. If you want the pressure to go on the president, William Tate IV, then you don't show up Saturday. And I am never, ever, I mean ever, going to root against LSU. When that ball is kicked at 11.03 p.m. or or technically a.m. this Saturday, I'm going to be saying, kick that gator ass. Gay tours. (gasps) Gator chomp. Stupidest moves I've ever seen. That's me saying that as a fan. There's other parts of me in the back of my mind that's worried as hell if Orgeron finds a way to pull it out. I don't think that they will because I think because just simply on the field, I don't think Orgeron knows what he's doing, and that's the reason why LSU's not going to pull it out. But, guys, I am nervous. Now, Blake, have faith in Scott Woodward. You better cut ties with him because I know that if I'm hearing it, there's a damn good sure fact that Scott Woodward's hearing it, and it's not good. It's not good. So, I, I can't. I, I, and, and Jeffrey says this on, on YouTube, empty seats equals empty pockets. Well, you better find a way. Guys, I have more faith in Mickey Joseph as an interim than I do Ed Orgeron right now. That should and, and this is not a shot at Mickey Joseph. I think that he's a good coach. He's been a fantastic recruiter around the New Orleans area. I have more faith in Mickey Joseph right now as your head coach than I have of Ed Orgeron. And that doesn't necessarily mean wins and losses on the field. The worst thing that you could do for Mickey Joseph is go out there and tell him, hey, you got two weeks. You got two weeks to go out there and play Alabama. Please land the ship, land this boat perfectly so that LSU doesn't take another scar. 
Guys, it's getting bad out in the streets. It's getting hard out here for a pimp. You ain't no. Hiya. Let's get to a couple of these comments. Blaine Smith says, pray details don't get out about this train wreck. Well, they always get out, but they're not going to come from me because we don't talk about off-the-field stuff until it really – I mean, it's got to be really bad. And, guys, you know that there's been a lot of bad things that Orgeron has been associated with, and I'm not going there. I'm not going there. Brandon Reese says, if the Boosters and Woodward is tired of Orgeron, do something about it then already. So, I don't know if it's about the boosters not being ready to move on and stroking the check. What I think it is a matter of, and this is where, and so I told you last night when I have sourcing, I'll tell you what I hear, and then I'll tell you when I have an opinion. This is an opinion. My opinion is is that they're trying to find a way to fire Ed Orgeron without paying him a massive buyout, the $21 million buyout. And I think that if Ed Orgeron, if L, if sues LSU, LSU just can't. Aff- and I don't know if Ed will do that. I know, you know, I don't know what would happen if they tried to actually, and they actually did fire him with cause. Regardless, sometimes you have to eat the proverbial bullet. Like sometimes you got to cut your losses because the $21 million that you're going to lose, hypothetically, if you pay Ed out all that he's owed, is worth is worth doing that if you're able to get a competent head coach in here that can bring you into 9, 10, 11 wins, get you into the playoffs, get that 66 to $80 million that the college football playoff is going to bring you every year. That is what you need to do. Scared money don't make no money. Scared money don't make no money. You gotta, you got you have to stop the bleeding because it is like a, it's like a, 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 a I was gonna use a hunting analogy, but I guess I can use it. It's like a slaughtered hog after you hit him, after you start gutting him. Blood's everywhere, and it's does, and it's like, when does it stop? Holden Lee says, "I just don't understand how Woodward waits that long, man. With everything unfolding, I just don't see him just letting it ride out. Well, the reason he would let it ride out is just because I don't know, and I think that they are negotiating terms to get him out of there. But as this continues to go on, and as eyewitness accounts." Tell us things that are going on. This is the part where you have to make the move to stop it. Guys, you have been, and I've said this religiously. I have said this religiously. It is, in college football over the last 20 years, it is LSU. I mean, it is Alabama. It is LSU. And then it is Ohio State. Because you national championships matter. They always will matter. Because if LSU doesn't have three of them and have gotten to a fourth and in second in national championships over the last 20 years, this wouldn't mean nothing from a, oh, Blake, you're, you know, 
LSU is a top five program to go to. It does mean something. It means everything. Why do you think all these coaches want to come to LSU? Everybody wants to talk about Lane Kiffin. You know why Lane Kiffin wants to come? Because Ole Miss can't provide him the athletes and the resources that LSU can. USC couldn't even provide him of that because Pete Carroll and who Ed Orgeron was on that staff, hint, hint, wink, wink, they cheated. They cheated. And then Lane was sitting there with cut scholarships. Not even USC could provide him all the resources that LSU could. And this whole argument is LSU a better a better job than USC. You're damn skippy it is. Three coaches have won national titles. One of those coaches got to another, and he's an imbecile. Les Miles is an idiot. And it which makes Ed Orgeron even more of one. Because he's, he let Les Miles out coach him. Guys, think about this. As horrible as Les Miles was, guys, he's a better coach than Orgeron. You know why? Because he sustained it for longer. The man got and won a national title and got to another one. He is more accomplished at LSU than Ed Orgeron is. Ed Orgeron is not as good of a coach as Les Miles. You weren't ready for that one, were you? Blake, I can't go there. You have the proverbial scar of less smiles in your eye, you know, in your mind, but it's the truth. At least Les never let this kind of shit happen. God, man. See, my son, you know, my son's screaming for it. C. King says, I'm late. I was listening to the Coach O show. He said, uh, we had a great week of practice. Fire that man. Fire him. You know, like, at what point do we let him out the door? See, King, if you're – guys, if you're just doing it, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share it to some Facebook groups. I said that this was the biggest show that I've ever had from a LSU football perspective. Like, in my bones, in my heart. Like, it's not like I'm coming out here with a character. I'm telling – I'm just telling you the flat truth. And the flat truth is, is that we're in trouble. Shane says, that's exactly what they are doing. I've been looking at that shit today. They want out of the $21 million buyout. I've been telling my buddies that all day, but we are on a time crunch to fire him as well. Yes, we are on a time crunch. We are on a very big time crunch. Um, (laughs) I think I messed the poll up. Let me see this poll. But I did put a poll in on Twitter, I mean, YouTube, inside the chat. I said, is this Ed Orgeron's last game as a head coach of LSU? 56% of you say yes. Uh, 44% of you say no. Uh, guys, it, it, it needs to be. It needs to be. You, as fans, we have to send a message. Sell your tickets. Eat your tickets. Don't go to the game because when you don't put your ass in that seat, it shows that, that you mean business and it's time for a change. Look, and here's something that, and I'll get to Mo Funky then use comment here in just a minute. But my whole thing is this: I hate it for the players, I hate it for the other coaches and the uh, and people that's in the analyst roles. I hate it for all of them. But as a coach told me today, Blake, it's what I signed on for. I knew what I was doing, and and it's just the truth. LSU needs a complete facelift. They need a complete change outside of the janitors, outside of the people that, that you know, that 
reload the Kentwood water jug. Everybody else in that building's got to go. You need a complete facelift, compliance and all. Compliance and all. You have a kid, John Emery, that's still out of practice. LSU running back John Emery, who's working his ass off, fighting day in and day out to be able to be out on that field, and you have a head coach that could give a shit about actually winning football games. John Emery is showing you that he has more heart than your damn head coach. Remember when I talked about the pillars earlier? Remember those pillars? that Max Johnson, Mason Smith, and other guys are holding this proverbial LSU football house up, put John Emery in the center of that son of a bitch because he's out there practicing. The kid's suspended for the entire year because that administrative staff doesn't know what the hell that they're doing. But he's working his ass off while your head coach acts like a bimbo. I'm beyond sick. I'm beyond tired of defending this son of a gun. That kid has heart. So when you go out there and you trash the players and you talk about Eli Ricks being hurt, his mom comes out and says he's not opting out. The kids had a torn labrum for six weeks. Confirmed. And your coach is being a dumbass. And then you want to call me and tell me to calm the hell down. F you. Don't tell me those players don't have heart. Don't tell me those players don't want to win when you got a kid that's suspended and he's out there working his ass off. Sorry for the explosion, but it's the truth. Actually, I'm not sorry for it. I I catch more heat for doing shit like that than anybody, maybe not anybody else, because my boy Kalata out there going full, going full, you know, (laughs) that dude going nuts. But, I mean, look, don't come at me with that bullshit anymore. I'm not playing the games with you. Because I know shit that you don't want nobody else to know. Quinn says, so do you believe that 2019 season only buried these problems? No, I don't think Ed had these problems. Ed got a big head. His head's bigger than a water than an air balloon. And he, he didn't have these problems. He was hungry. You know, it was like Rocky Three. He was down. He fought back. He won. He beat up Glover Lang, and instead of getting the fight back when he lost, he never got off the beach. I was gonna say with his wife, but he doesn't have. You know, I'm not going there. But you know, he never fought back. We're doing really good. No, you're not. Let's get to this Eli Ricks thing. So Eli Ricks, <clears throat> our good friend Brody Miller, um. And I say good friend, Brody Miller and I have, if you missed it earlier, have smoked the peace pipe. Um, We had some differences. We reached out to one another. And um, so that's that. Good dude. 
Hurricane Ida hit. He's hitting up my DMs. Hey, brother, just could you know, just checking on you. How are y'all doing over there? So, shout out to Brody Miller. But he had a piece. He spoke with Shauna Ricks, the mother of LSU All-American corner uh, uh, Eli Ricks. And a lot of people were speculating today about Eli Ricks. Um, oh, well, Blake, this is a form of opt-out. Guys, I, look, I get that the timing's bad. I get that the timing looks like he's opting out. But, guys, when, when the kid goes out against Kentucky, gets hurt, has to come out, when he's hardly able to raise his arm up to make and dive to make tackles, guys, sometimes when you're hurt, you do hurt the team more than you help them. And really, it should have been on the coaching staff to say, hey, well, you know what? Eli Ricks is actually hurt, and he's missing some tackles and some things are going on because he has a torn labrum that he needs surgery on, and he is in pain. And the kid did tough it out for another six weeks. I'm going to give the kid kudos. Shauna uh, Ricks has a 14-year-old child. They moved their entire family here. They moved their entire life to Baton Rouge. And and she says today that that kid ain't going nowhere. He's staying right here. So I know a lot of fans were freaking out about Elias Ricks leaving. And, and look, there are there is some toxic things going on in that locker room. Again, trust me when I tell you that it the pill that LSU does have leaders in that locker room. One thing Ed's not lying about is leaders inside that locker room. It's not their fault that their coach gave up. It's not their fault that their head coach hired two guys that never called plays before. It's not their fault that it, this is actually Ed Orgeron's defense and Durante Jones isn't getting the ability to call the defense that he wants. It's not their fault. Blake says on Facebook Live, hashtag Ask Blake, when Ed gets off the bus for the Tiger Walk Saturday, how many people will boo him the whole way down the stadium? Well, I hope the players don't think that they're, you know, I would say don't boo him because the players don't know if you're booing Ed or if you're booing them. You know, like I, I wouldn't boo the players. Don't boo the players, guys. Or don't boo because you don't want uh, – uh, uh, you, you just don't do that. Uh, Daryl says, sad day when we are talking about how good Les was compared to Orgeron, if you missed that. I mean, guys, look, it's the tell me it's not the truth. Les had problems at the very end, but he did have sustained success at LSU. The one thing that you don't want to hear is that Les Miles is the most accomplished coach Maybe I mean maybe you could throw in Saban. I think that we, you could have that debate, but but man, look and and look, I didn't. I don't like less for one iota. But guys, when you got when you get back to a national title, the man's got multiple SEC championship SEC championships. Ed has one and off the power and 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 toughness of LSU. And then can't get back to another one. Guys, he can't even win more. You know, since his championship, he's only won six SEC games. Six SEC games. I mean, the guy's eight and eight since he's won a national title. And I was wrong on him. I thought he would turn it around. I I legitimately thought he would turn it around, and that's my fault. 
Pooh Bear says, Blake, I have heard some of the things uh, that go on behind closed doors. Block out the noise is a good mantra, but you can't. But you also can't bring the noise in. That's the truth. C. King says, fake fans are stupid creatures. The minute these kids do what's best for them, the fake fans turn the internet to internet gangsters. I think that there's some serious, uh, some seriousness in this comment, and I think that there's some seriousness, seriousness behind that. You know, there are some kids that do that actually do things like that, and yeah, you can have your opinion there. But every, you know, a lot of fans were talking about Eli Ricks today, and his mom came out and said that's not happening. As of right now, we're gonna take her at her word as she she picked up her entire family and moved to Baton Rouge. Hi, yacht. Golly, this stupid mosquito, man. Hadn't been in my office since for a while, and I can't kill this mosquito. It's like the most gangsta-ass mosquito I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Buck says on Facebook Live, I never want nobody to lose their job. Uh, keep Coach O, get better players, and coach coaches Coach O, they given up, not on me. Yeah, that's, you know. Uh, David says, way to go, Blake. You're... You are another George S. Patton. No freaking politics. Tell it like it is. That's why uh, he was a winner. We don't talk politics on this show. Michelle says, players' parents are speaking out. There's big... (laughs) I'm going to let this comment sit for a minute. To everybody listening to us on the podcast, I'm going to read it to you, but I'm just going to let every 482 people read this comment right quick. It's from Michelle Coleman. Players' parents are speaking out. There's big problems. I support the players. Eli Ricks says he's not opting out. He's just getting healthy. Read that first sentence. Uh, Ryan Williams from the Drake Williams Law Firm. DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com, 985-386-7600, 985-386-7600, DrakeWilliamsLawFirm.com. Guys, real estate, successions, titles, they do it all. Family court, your, your baby mama, your baby daddy taking you back to family court, they're going to go up there and they're going to get it right. 985-386-7600, that's the Drake Williams Law Firm. Dot com. My good friend John Patton over at GMFS Mortgage, GMFSMortgage.com. If you're buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage you have now, and even doing a cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. 225-614-1234. That's 225-614-1234. Tell me your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. And our good friend Ryan Williams says, Woodward has to pull the trigger this Saturday night. I don't disagree. Or Sunday morning. And, and, and I think, again, this part is opinion. I think that they've already told Orgeron, buy ya, see ya. You know, it's like, the. I, I'm, I'm pretty, I, I think it's safe to assume that a lot of you in this chat right now were in a high school relationship. Like, you were in a high school relationship. And, or even just really any relationship. You know, like the week or two weeks or three weeks before you and your boyfriend or girlfriend break up, like you just know, like things start getting weird and awkward and you get these like sudden feelings, that's Orgeron. 
And, and the simple fact that he's got to make a purpose, you know, he's going out there and says, nobody's told me that about my job and me being fired. That's the, that's a stone-cold lie. Now, I don't know if Scott Woodward's going to make a move during the season. I hope that he does. I pray that he does because things are just getting too bad. Now, he, I don't have all the answers to the test, nor do I have all of the documentations to even study for the test like Scott Wilward does, but I pray to God for the sanctity of LSU football. He lets him go because it's every God-dog day, every live-log day. It's something new. Eyewitness accounts from players. Eyewitness accounts from somebody, you know. It's just, guys, it is unbelievable half the shit you would hear that I hear. This is as close as I'm going to come to talking about off-the-field stuff unless Ed Orsron gets sued again. I mean, God bless it, sweet Mary and Joseph. <sighs> I'm going to leave this comment here. Mark Cumbie says Andre Anthony had a players-only meeting. Guys, this is how many of these do we have to have under the Orgeron regime? I, I don't mean this in a wrong way. And why in the hell is it getting out? Why is Orgeron got to tell everybody? Andre Anthony had a whole lot of these gouge. Conrad on Facebook Live says no lies told about less. Um, guys, I'm sorry. There's just not, I mean, everybody that wants to, um, everybody that wants to talk about that. I mean, guys, you're going to have to provide me with evidence. Uh, Tiki Tech Taco asked Ryan Williams, our law firm, or, 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 or one of our attorneys, uh, here at AYS. Uh, he says at Ryan Williams, tell us how to get out of this Edo contract legally. You know what? I think that we will bring Ryan or Ernie on. You know what? I'll call Ryan after the show and see if we can have him on tomorrow. Um, that way he can talk about um, some of the legalities um, about that. Uh, Brandy Blake says Mosquito 3000 or Mosquito 3000 Blake Zero. Guys, I'm having so much trouble. And we get so what happens is my brother owns a mosquito business. Shout out Brett Rafino, Mosquito Authority. Uh, and he treats the foliage outside my house. And sometimes these little buggers find their way in my house. Like that one mosquito, that one mosquito finds their way in my house. And I, I like, I'm literally about to clap that fool. Like, we're about to fight. He do- doesn't bite me or anything, but he's just flying around. Call the Cat Dunn says, don't blame yourself. There's more than you that drank the Kool-Aid. Well, you know, and look, we... We're going to do the um, where Blake was right, where Blake was wrong. And I've already given some. Like, look, the defensive line was something I was right about. The offensive line was something I was wrong about. And, you know, Ed Orgeron has religiously gone out there with vanilla defenses. Guys, again, and I made this analogy, and I'm going to make this again, and I'm going to continue to beat this over the head. Guys, we are so vanilla on defense. It is like, again, the toss dive that Les used to do over and over again. The vanilla stuff that LSU's doing defensively, that is Ed Orgeron's toss dive. We're going to run a four-man front. 
We're going to run a four-man front. Y'all, I know y'all saw that mosquito. There he is, you stupid bugger. The problem with having a really nice camera is you see that sucker. Steven says, go back and look at what O did at Ole Miss, head, uh, head coach, but also running the defense, and they literally stunk it up. Same defense. Brian Annie Pitton sends $5 via Super Chat. Thank you, sir. He says, Blake, if Georgia wins out, I have a feeling the media will say they will be the best of all time. I don't – maybe. Um, that defense is damn good. Defense was de- def- uh, is definitely really good. I don't know if you can be equivalent of saying they're like 2019 LSU offense good, but they're good. Craig Duga says, y'all would be surprised how many fans are still drunk on the Ed Kool-Aid uh, all in the name of he's one of us. One of us don't – one of us – don't, you know, like, guys, he's had his dream job and he doesn't care anymore. Al on Facebook Live says, Miles' teams were never this bad, not until the very end. And, and really, they weren't. Guys, you remember how bad we all thought the team was in 2016 when Orgeron took over and a new coaching staff offensively got the helm and Steve Insminger started calling plays? Like, y'all remember that? Like, I know that y'all remember that. And then all of a sudden, you go on to be, what was it, 9-4 uh, and four that season? LSU was 9-4 and four that season? What, what, hap- what happens if Mickey Joseph or somebody else takes the interim role? Like, what happens? Maybe you can salvage somewhat of a season. And if Mickey does good in recruiting, if he wants to stay on staff, by God, let him do it. Hell, maybe Mickey could go get another head coaching job somewhere. I don't know. Hell, maybe (laughs) – I'm not going to go there. Fans will freak out. Fans will freak out. Preston Guy says, Blake, I think Woodward holds off on firing O for a while. The longer the team struggles, more of a reasonable public perception is when you let him go. Eight and twelve since two thousand nineteen. Eight and eight since twelve. Preston, that doesn't mean anything though. I think you have more than enough to fire him now. The wins and losses mean nothing when you have all the off the field bullshit. You know I love you, brother. But you know what I mean. Like when you have all the off the field bullshit, what is that? What does eight and twelve to eight to eight mean? I mean, and here's the truth. It ain't going to be 8-8 eight and eight when he gets fired. It's going to be 8-9. and nine. By the small chance of the small chance of grace that they find a way to win. And look, I hope he wins. Same. Ryan says, do you comment anything serious? I don't, I don't necessarily know what that means. Um... Corey Hez says he has a daughter that says that some of the players were um, at strict clubs before the UCLA game. What kind of control does that represent? Leadership, man, from up top. Don't let him play. Uh, Mark Allen sends us some uh, stars via Facebook. Thank you, my friend. Blaine Smith says, bet you I could throw a football over that mountain. (laughs) The old Napoleon Dynamite uh, quote. 
Uh, John on Facebook says, hashtag ask Blake, uh, does DC want to run a four – does DC want to run a four-man front, or is that specifically what O wants to run? I feel like that's O's doing since he was so excited about going back to a 4-3. What I feel that that is, uh, John, specifically um, – is Ed Orgeron, you know, because Durant, when Durante Jones was hired, he said three four four three doesn't mean a, di- a damn bit of difference to me. Um, he's more worried about how to cover it, and we we get some gap scheme and some gap integrity. Uh, I, look, if I'm Ed, okay, so let's talk a little bit about this game. If I'm Ed, like at some point you got to just let it rip. Like if 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 if. The only way it will show to me that Orgeron's actually fighting for his proverbial job is if he lets the defense go out there and play absolutely loose. Guys, so what if they start having some busted coverages because they're sending the all-out blitz on Emory Jones, who's not a good passer? At least it will show me that you haven't given up. And maybe we can back off just an itty, itty bit. Because it will show that he has some life. It will show that he has some heart. You know, if I'm, if, God, please let me have gotten it. Damn it. Talking about the uh, mosquito. You know, if I'm LSU, I'm coming out the first play of the game, and I'm running a trick play. You know, call me Coach Herman Boone from Remember the Titans. This is what I do. Fake 23 blast. With a backside Georgia reverse. Fake 23 blast with a backside Georgia reverse like your life depended on it. Go have fun, man. Football is supposed to be fun. Steven says exactly. That is a sign that no one wanted to pay attention to when it started uh, taking place. Guys, this started taking place when this started taking place in tw- early 2020. As soon as that man got political, it started getting shitty. When you start mixing politics and sports, that's when shit starts hitting the fan. I'm tired of these Ed Orgeron apologies, by the way. Uh, Brandon, what's up, my friend? On Facebook Live says he's if he's not released after Florida, I have a feeling it's going to get worse before it gets uh, better. Unfortunately, I agree with that. <laughs> I agree with that. Reaper 08 says, Blake, you said you were going to talk about what coaches you want in or out. Okay, so let's do that. Let's do that. Let's end that here, and let's do that. Uh, who's in and who is out? Let me tell you some coaches that I that I have heard and some people have told me who is in and some who is out. Let's start on some that are in, and this is in no specific order. Um I think the four or five coaches that we know for now that are easily in and that will get at least looked at are as followings. Mario Cristobal, Luke Fickle. You're not going to like this one, Brian Kelly. Um, Lane Kiffin is another one. And I do believe Billy Napier's somewhere on that list. Now, last night when Billy Napier, Billy Napier and ULL beat Appalachian State, the entire west side of the state uh, completely freaked out. Like, completely freaked out. Billy Napier signed, sealed, delivered. Signed, sealed, delivered is the next head coach 
of LSU football. No, that's not true. No, for a fact, that's not true. So, a long process in that before Billy Napier's announced as the next head coach of Louisiana State University. A long way. You could throw... And, and let me say this, too. I think that you can put Lane Kiffin in the mix of in and in the mix of out. Because there are some coaches that are proverbially out. Number one, and up top, up top, no questions asked, is Hugh Freeze. Guys, you got to stop with the Hugh Freeze. Greg Sankey the SEC is not going to allow him back in this conference. It is not going to happen. I'm sorry. He's a good coach. It looks like he's turned some things, some, some things around. It looks like he rededicated his, his life to Christ. Like, there's a lot of things that he has done well. The SEC will frown upon LSU, and God forbid with the Title IX issues. Do you know that? Um, I do lean Lane, though. If I do put him in the middle, I do lean Lane into the right side of that category. Okay, I just don't think that LSU can pull that trigger. All for what we're seeing right now. LSU is kind of too chaotic right now for Lane Chris for Lane Kiffin's chaotic nature sometimes. A lot of people have said this name too, Lincoln Riley. Guys, Lincoln Riley's not leaving Oklahoma. It's not happening. I know a lot of people have talked about Lane Kiff. I mean, uh, Lincoln Riley. Guys, that just isn't happening. So you do have a good list of coaches. And look, those are coaches that we're all talking about in college. I'm not even getting into the NFL ranks. Um, I will say this. Although I do put Chris Peterson on the end list, I do think it's t- it would be tough for him to come out of the gig that he's in, even though I know that him and Woodward talk very religiously. And he has t- and Chris Peterson has talked about, in other podcasts, coming out of retirement or even listening about coming out of retirement. You know, he's on the uh, uh, podcast with Bucky Brooks, and he's talking about um, to book to to Bucky. Like, well, there's a reason I came out of retirement to do the gig on TV. There's a reason that I've done doing this and that. There's a reason I'm coaching coach. I'm putting on clinics to coach coaches. Like, I still want to be around the game and I, that I always listen. Um, but even I still kind of feel like he's on the – if I had to put all of my money on it, I would put him on the out list for now. And then the pervert – and then the big thing is, like, who – a lot of people are talking about this, and I know Mike Scarborough from TigerBait.com, who's about to come up in about five minutes, and uh, and he has his show, TigerBait, uh, was LSU Tigers on TigerBait on YouTube. Uh, he talks about who's the Jay Johnson of this uh, coaching class. Like, who is the Jay Johnson? Uh, I think that, um, God, why is his name slipping my mind? This does, he, I do this every time. Um, I think about this guy because I know his first name's Jeff. I, I, Jeff Halfley, Boston College. <sighs> Jeff Halfley, yeah. I don't know why I always do that. I I can remember him remember him in my head, but I can't ever remember his last name to save my life. Uh, I do think that Jeff Halfley, the head coach of Boston College, is somebody that's that you can keep that list, that's in the end. And I think Mel Tucker, the Michigan State head coach, guys, look what he's done in Colorado and look what he's done at Michigan, Michigan State at rather. He's got a lot of Saban in him. Even Saban says he's got a lot of me in him. 
They wear a lot of like a coaching style. So those are the ones who I would think. And PJ Fleck is. I, I see this Brian. Uh, Brian asks PJ Fleck. No, I think he's on the out list. I, I don't see how they they mix with one another. Uh, Nookie says, who is the first one to publicly remove their name from consideration and get a raise? Uh, and look, another guy we didn't talk about, and I'll say here, I don't think that James Franklin's going to be the next head coach at LSU. Um, I would say James Franklin, if anybody. That would that would be my bet because he's a Pennsylvania guy. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, like Orgeron grew up there, wanted to coach the state school. If I had to assume... I think that it would be it, it would one hundred percent be James Franklin. That would be my, my my number one bet. That would be my number one bet. Um so we'll see. All right, you know what? Uh we got our good friend um Mike Scarborough from Tigerbait.com that he's going about to do his show. Luke Fickle's another guy, but he was on my list. I'm pretty sure he was on my list. Um <laughs> Don't pause me, Pooh Bear. Don't put me on pause. Pause. I say a lot of things that probably can go on our pause. And I don't mean anything like that. Um, Tiki Tech Tucker says Mel Tucker was 5-7 and seven his first season at Colorado. Yeah. Nick was 6-6 six and six his first season at LSU. <laughs> Doesn't really mean a whole lot. Sometimes when you're building a program. All right, guys. We will see you all again soon. You guys have a good night. Hopefully we can talk about the game more tomorrow. And just go from there and not have to talk about all the BS that surrounds Ed Orgeron and LSU right now. But until then, we'll see y'all soon. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.